Good morning, and welcome to the very first episode of the Dark Rhino Podcast. In today's episode, our Chief Sales Strategy Officer, Manoj Tandon, will be interviewing world-renowned AI architect and designer, Louise Martin, about how he got his start in artificial intelligence and how it can be applied in today's security climate. Well, I'd like to welcome everybody to the first Dark Rhino podcast. Uh, we're going to be doing a series of podcasts related to cybersecurity. And really one topic that has been at the top of everyone's mind in the industry is artificial intelligence. You can't pick up a magazine or a newspaper or any media article without seeing generally some mention of artificial intelligence. And at Dark Rhino, we are very fortunate to have Louise Martin with us, who is uh, a real expert in this arena. And he is going to walk us through um, what AI is and what we should all uh, think about when we talk about AI. So with that, I would really like to uh, introduce to all of you listening out there, uh, Mr. Luis Martin, who is kind enough to join us from Madrid, Spain, where it is currently 11 o'clock at night. <laughs> so I hope he's not sleepy. And Luis, I hope you've had an espresso. Hello, how are you? Hello, how are you, Manos? Uh, how do you feel? It's, a, it's night in Spain. Uh, I'm ready for your questions. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Let, you want to get right down to business. I, I like it. So, uh, Louise, you know, uh, we're lay people when it comes to artificial intelligence, and, uh, and we thank you for joining us. But before we get into the topic, I think it would uh, serve some of our listeners if you could give a little bit of a background on, just introduce yourself, your years in the industry, your training as a technologist, and some of the the, you know, your background would be very, very helpful. Okay. The, my academic and professional training has been developed continuously in my more than 30 year professional practice. Academically, I did the master's studies in industrial electronic at the Polytechnic Institute of Madrid. And the industrial technical engineer specialized in industrial design at the Catholic University of Leuven. From there, I have developed several master's degrees in computer architecture, artificial intelligence, high-performance computing, and innovation and technology management. Together with many other courses in intelligent analysis, technological product design, marketing and strategic sales of high technology, cognitive computing based on lists on product, and many other classified courses. Wow, that, that is quite a resume there, Louise. Uh, that's a long history. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, some of these words I can't even pronounce, so I, I will, uh, <laughs> I'll defer to you. But when you think of AI and all the things that it means, and we see a lot of it thrown out there in the industry, you know, I have to believe this is a field in which you just can't get into. Like you, you've made uh, many master's degrees and you've studied computer architecture and artificial intelligence and high-performance computing. But this is not something you just pick up by book learning. I'm sure you've had certain mentors 
and uh, people that have been a heavy influence on you in the field of AI. Uh, could you guide us through maybe a little bit uh, of your background in that arena? <laughs> okay. I have had many teachers and mentors in the field of AI, but I have to highlight some of the founding father of the discipline, Sakas, Marvin Minsky, Simon Pepper, David Moon, Danny Hillis, and especially the impact of the humanistic vision of the AI by Margaret Bowden and Alan Turing for their visionary character and scientific rigor. I want to make a special mention to the Dr. Kari Guglieri, a prominent neuroscientist in my country and director of the special project for many years at, at ABM. With one, I was able to collaborate on several occasions and have constant guidance in my academic approach to the original purpose of the AI, which is, is another that can be means of computer simulation study the nature and behavior of the human intelligence. Wow. So would it be fair to say that you have been in AI, Luis, since uh, a very early stage, since the very beginning? I, I think that applied AI is something recent. I have to say that I have been applying AI approaches and techniques for 30 years. I especially remember my first job was the design uh, of a microclimate prognosis based on, a, on an AI self developed by a British company called HULD, uh, the Health Uncover Latin Knowledge. From the professional point of view, I participated in the design and development of many projects where the AI had a relevant role. As a sample, uh, the following. One, uh, the design of the monitoring and control system of the Barcelona Metro based on a mixed approach of inference engines based on rules and neural networks. The design of the monitoring system of the control of the mine of the central power station of Aspontes in Endesa the intelligence system of the coastal surveillance images for the Spanish army based on the lease machine of the pioneer company in this file, Symbolics. The Iberia flight planning and control system based on the logical program or restriction based in Prolog. The design of Edison real-time intelligent network management system based on the inference engine of Talarian, a company created by my friend, Tol Laffy, from his monitoring work on the ground control system of the Hubble telescope. Other samples are system of analysis of religious phenomena of studies of polemology of conflict for the general staff of the army based on a combined model of expert system based on rules a multi-layer neural network uh, the design and implementation of a supercomputing service for the energy and aerospace industry based on a better supercomputer and a neuronal cluster supercomputing at Fujitsu company. Other research projects uh, 
that's Cinderella project, research project from the European Union, I meet to at creating a standard manufacturing model based on AI uh, or for, for the security file, the project of phishing analysis for the BBA bank uh, security department using evidence extraction and link discovery algorithms and automatic reasoning. And finally, the design and development of an open source intelligent collection and pre-analysis system for Homeland Security Ministry based on entity extraction, natural language understanding, natural language processing, ontologies, and validation algorithms. As well as other R&D projects that their nature and application are confidential are classified at this time. So, Louise, that is quite an extensive list of projects uh, that you have worked on. And, you know, one of the things that, uh, again, in the popular literature and uh, in, the, in popular culture, uh, what we see is that AI is a buzzword. Typically, when uh, we think of it, uh, we've heard of machine learning. Uh, we have heard in Hollywood where computers and robots take over the world and take over mankind, and, and AI is that kind of uh, a technology that's going to uh, <laughs> make human beings obsolete. But in, in reality, what, what are some of the general capabilities of AI that can be executed today? Okay, <clears throat> yes, uh, there is an old British motto that say, it is the, uh, the past orthodoxy in the present. In my experience, when a, when a discipline bases from the science of computing to the computer business, its foundational principle and its structure of knowledge is perverted, and its application can be, in many cases, confusing and even counterproductive. In that, AI is fashionable, and there is a lot of talent and too little is known. Artificial intelligence is a scientific technical discipline of the late 20th century, but it had its origin and foundation in the world. People like Alan Turing and John McCarthy, the founding father of AI in the last century. The mathematical computational base is more than 40 years old, including approach based on neural networks. So, uh, Louise, you know, uh, on that note, it, it seems like, you know, uh, just listening to you, neural networks come up, uh, neuroscience has come up, uh, mathematical computing, high-performance computing, these are all words that you have used, and it, and it seems like AI is more than just a methodology. It is a combination of multiple disciplines. Is that correct? Is, is my uh, understanding correct from what you've said? Yes. Uh, artificial intelligence is a multidisciplinary discipline. Uh, has as a mother disciplines, neuroscience, cognitive psychology, mathematics, evolutionary biology, cybernetics, knowledge theory, and of course, computer science. From the point of view of this 
filed of action on following the vision of the aforementioned uh, Margaret Bowden will say that the file of action of the AI refer to understanding the natural language. Understanding the natural language is nothing more or less than understanding something that from the point of view of the theory of knowledge is the holy grail. Also imply the automatic rationing through the combination of learning abilities, uh, creativity and problem solving, sensory detection, uh, vision, thoughts, hearing, flavor, and smell, and conversion of these into manipulable knowledge, the establishment of meta-knowledge and that manage common sense. Ultimately, the main vision of the AI is to create a theoretical framework and a set of techniques and tools to build and implement system and organization with intelligent behavior. Defining what is intelligent behavior in a system and in an organization will be object of a specific treatment. Also, in a very summarized way, I will say that unintelligent behavior implies the ability to be able to justify and explain any process of reasoning and decision. So, Louise, that's, uh, that's very interesting. So, you know, natural reasoning, cognitive processing, these are all, uh, in some respects, human traits. And uh, you are talking about a science and techniques that can, in, to some degree, mimic those human traits. Uh, yeah. That being the, the case, you know, if we, uh, in future series, you know, we can get into more details on how specifically uh, the mechanisms of that mimicry, how do they take place? But I, I think, you know, um, looking at us, you know, at Dark Rhino, we're kind of focused on cybersecurity. And if I take cognitive uh, processing or, or natural uh, language processing and uh, reasoning, what kinds of problems in security can those techniques solve? Yes. Uh, one of the capabilities that's unintelligent AI-based cybersecurity system can offer is the ability to understand what is happening and adapt its behavior and respond to the time needs that are handled in cyberspace, critical real time of millisecond or nanosecond. In the file of cybersecurity, an AI based system allow detecting and analyzing the nature of vulnerabilities, threats, and attacks, identifying and classifying their behavior with the aim of preventing early warning about the risk of being attacked. Adapting through learning and be able to offer an integral response in terms of protection, intervention, and deterrence in time of planning, decision, and action. L Louise, when thank you for 
giving that uh, elaboration. But you know, when I hear you use the term real time and milliseconds and nanoseconds, these uh, systems are seem like something that's going to be able to do that is going to be complex. It is going to require exceptional computational power, and it. To me, it relegates uh, the, the real work of uh, cybersecurity and AI into the realm of governments and agencies that have uh, huge budgets. Has, has there really been um, any cybersecurity projects yeah. that have been outside the realm of government defense and intelligence agencies that uh, have been successful yeah. or have been applied in the commercial space? Yeah. Uh Artificial intelligence is beginning to be successfully applied in the first instance by software manufacturer and cybersecurity service provider, such as Dartrace, Jazz, Berlin, or Eclectic IQ, including in its functionalities the deep learning capabilities for detection and classification of pattern of threats, the inferential analysis for the weighting of risk alert based on cyber evidence. This is allowing to offer preventive security and adaptability to new cyber weapons and new types of attacks. However, there is not yet an extensive application of the AI in the SOC of the business organization regarding a study and a serious strategy in terms of which security procedures can be better managed by a virtual operator in front of an human operator. The organizational improvement and cost reduction that the extensive application of the AI can produce, and finally, how the AI can be used to help the operator and the, and the cybersecurity director as a filtering element, help, and spare advice. Wow. So, you know, you're in essence saying that there's a big opportunity in socks of business organization and uh, in a potential ability of having a, a virtual operator versus a, a human being. Absolutely. That's, that's very, very advanced. Um, and quite frankly, it's, it seems like a, a sci-fi scenario. But, you know, when you look at the organization in most of the commercial companies that are running SOCs or have security operation centers or, or of any kind, um, they are in the IT organizations. And what we have, you know, at least some of the observation has been that a lot of the IT organizations don't don't have um, what's the best term to use here the the structure to support these kinds of advanced approaches because they do require a degree of experimentation a degree of innovation and maybe a degree of flexibility that are outside the norms of a very typical IT function. Yeah. Um, so what, what are your thoughts on, on structure there or how do IT teams become uh, successful or how they become organized to adopt AI in their commercial spaces? 
Okay, that in my humble opinion, the first uh, thing that has to be done is a detailed study of the current situation of the system and the IT organization in terms of which challenges have to respond in a short and a medium term. Which missions are currently being developed and how the AI code improves the operational efficiency and offer new capability to the user of the IT system. In short, define a strategic plan and application of the AI to the system and functions that the IT department of the company is offering. Based on the diagnosis of this situation, uh, the established plan the personal training uh, projects and the improvement of the current application or the development of new IT application will be made explicit. Wow. So, Louise, what in essence you're saying is that uh, any company that's really looking to adopt uh, artificial intelligence should look at the short and medium term risks first. And after they evaluate those risks, really look at how the IT organization currently is addressing it and what new capabilities would be required uh, to fill any gaps with AI-based technologies and then from there look at uh, the training of the personnel and the resourcing uh, and looking at what AI projects could potentially be successful, which really you know, begs the question, what is the number one factor in determining if an AI project will be successful or not? There are many possible factors, but if I have to highlight the most important, in my opinion, are the following. One, that the team in charge of implementing the AI system have an extensive and in-depth knowledge of all the methodologies, techniques, and tools that the AI currently has. And, and unaccredited experience in high-level design of an intelligence system, a low-level domain of the software tool can be used for their implementation. Two, sufficient training and clear vision by the user of the capabilities that the AI can offer to solve their problems that allow to manage realistic expectation about its application in the present and in the future. And finally, three, a clear and concise project plan of where, how, and in what to apply the AI in the different needs of the organization. So, you know, uh, Louise, in this regard, then it seems like AI projects are not that dissimilar to executing any other IT projects where you do need a knowledgeable team and you do need to have them be sufficiently trained and realistic expectation setting is key to the success of any program out there. And then having a clear plan of execution. Um, in that regard, there's nothing different on, on the AI front, which then brings the question is that you know there is a lot of availability of commercial off-the-shelf software and why should a company 
you know, just not go and buy commercially off-the-shelf software versus build an internal yeah. uh, technology that, you know, in a bespoke program. Yeah, I, I, I believe that there is a no dichotomy between the two options. That is, I think adopting a basic software reference manufacturer that have ample reference to success to offer a quick response to needs common to all organizations is not incompatible with adopting a strategic plan for R&D to develop their own capabilities in AI. And no one has doubts that the information technology are a fundamental driver of the efficient management of an organization. Core technologies stack as AI on information analysis are differentiating elements that go to allow an organization that have an informative, strategic, and operational superiority over its competitors. Therefore, the adoption and implementation of a technological strategic plan on the application of AI to specific needs and challenge of the company can be a key factor of its competitive differentiation and its performance. Well, Louise, with your claim that AI, you know, can be a competitive differentiation uh, for any organization potentially, what's limiting the adoption of AI today? In my opinion, I think there are several elements to consider. Firstly, the confusion that the invasion of the information about the capabilities, use, and risk of the AI by the media. Secondly, the lack of knowledge of the manager of the organization about the possibility of using the AI and the strategic impact on their business. And finally, the excess of technicians who manage one or two AI techniques and the odd tool and the lot of designer and technological strategy who know how to design and model an intelligent system and direct a project in coordination or permanent dialogue with the senior management. Making it very clear that the goal of any project based on AI aims to make the organization more intelligent, more adaptive, efficient, proactive, and self-repairing. You know, one thing here I, I would say Louise, in addition to what you've just stated uh, on the knowledge gaps that may be present in an organization, which can be rectified with, with training and the obtaining of the correct resources, is also costs, right? And costs always become a big factor in any uh, conversation uh, with any system, especially a highly advanced innovative system. Uh, what has been your experience on the typical order of magnitudes of costs involved with undertaking an AI project internally in a company? <clears throat> yeah, in my experience, in general terms, the costs are similar to any IT system. If we talk about improving uh, the functionalities of assisting application, 
we can talk about tens of thousands of dollars. If we talk about creating a new application, we can talk about hundreds of thousands of dollars. But if the idea is to establish a strategic plan for the implementation of AI in the present and future system of the organization, we will be handling million dollars. I just want to add to this that, in my opinion, the ROI of the displacement will be notably higher at the quantitative level and qualitative in the later case, rather than in the implementation of skill or tools partially and separately. One of, the, of my line of work at this moment is to establish the ROI indicator of an intelligent organization in front of a traditional organization. Well, Louise, um, thank you for that. I can tell you that we're coming up upon a break here. I think we've reached the end of our time. Thank you deeply for taking the time to talk to us today. And we'll pick up the conversation in the next series in this podcast on maybe some use cases that you have seen that have been very successful, some anecdotal stories and evidences that you can speak to about how other companies may have used AI. Maybe uh, you mentioned several that are of interest, uh, you know, the, the train system, the management of the train system, the monitoring of the shoreline system, the uh, management of the flight systems. These are all wonderful uh, ideations and I'm sure that uh, many derivative applications can be made and maybe we'll pick up in the next series on that topic and uh, we'll dive into greater depth. Thank you so much. Hope you have a good night. Okay, Manot. Thank you very much. And at your disposal. Thank you. Thank you. Well, thank you for joining us on our inaugural podcast episode. Make sure to hit that subscribe button and check us out at darkrhinosecurity.com.